hope. And if you'd please take your Bible and turn to Romans 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. And we're looking at verse 4 and then also verse 12 and 13. And please look out for the word hope. It appears four times in these three verses of Scripture. Romans 15, reading verse 4. It says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Would you say the word hope? Verse 12. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse. And he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. This is prophecy of Jesus. In him, Jesus, the Gentiles shall hope. Would you say the word hope? Verse 13, this beautiful scripture. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, let's just look at that again. It says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. That we, through the patience and comfort of Scripture, might have hope. The first of four aspects that I want to mention, the first one is this, God's Word is a powerful source of hope. Number one, God's Word is a powerful source of hope. How many of you believe that? How many of you know that from experience and know the importance of having God's Word inside of you? This is one of the main purposes of Scripture. Yes, Scripture is there to instruct and to direct, and to edify, and to bring doctrine, and reproof, and rebuke, and all of that. But one of the main purposes of Scripture is also to bring hope. Maybe you don't actually think of this as such a book of hope as you should think of it. Interesting, this morning, when I arrived here, and I popped my Bible down here on on the pulpit, I thought to myself, the thought just occurred to me for a moment that, This is God's Word that I'm putting down. (laughs) And today we're going to hear from God's Word. You know some of those churches where they carry in the Bible? It's one of those big ones that, I don't know if they actually read it, but it looks impressive, and they got some smells and bells and so on. They put the Word of God down. Well, you know what? It's good that the Word of God gets an important place in our lives. And this scripture in verse 4 speaks about the Word being there for us to be able to be Encouraged in terms of hope. If the Word of God is in short supply in your life, then hope will also be in short supply. The Scripture says in Colossians 3 verse 16, it says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Come on, let's not be lazy. In this year ahead, let's not be lazy. Let's not let our Bibles just hang around there on the side cupboard and gather dust and so on. Let us take our Bibles up 
and read them. Let us meditate on the Word of God as we go through the year. Because you know what? It fills your heart with hope. It makes you stronger. I went through a time in my life where I really, I reached a place where I was hope deferred. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, hope doesn't come, it doesn't come, it doesn't come. And I didn't know you could actually reach a place that you were actually hopeless. But a number of years ago, that happened to me. And I tell you what, I realized that hope is a precious commodity. And I learned the importance of Scripture during that time. And I would quote this Scripture over and over again, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You could wake me up at three in the morning, I'd wipe the sleepies out my eye, and I'd tell you that scripture. Because I realized I had to hang on to God in that time. The Word produces hope in an incredible way. I encourage you to cultivate a love for God's Word. It will bring a harvest of hope, no doubt. Uh, an example that Andrew referred to the other day, which I'd like to just make mention of, is many years back, my dad was on holiday down in East London. We've got this place that we always go to as a family, and uh, people say, oh, you're going there again? Yeah, yeah, East London. Anyhow, my dad was on holiday down there. We were there as a family. My mom was there, and we were having a good summer holiday. But somehow, my dad got into a low place within himself. He got into a place of not being encouraged, but he was discouraged. He got to a place where his hope tank was very low. Can you say, could that possibly happen to Pastor Ed, who was just a remarkable man of God? Yes, we're all just human. And my dad actually didn't feel like coming back to Pretoria to lead the church. He actually was contemplating in his heart giving it up. <laughs> he was so discouraged. He was at such a low place. He actually got there. But then, the one morning while on holiday, my dad would often get up early and spend time with the Lord. And the Lord gave him a scripture from Isaiah 58, verse 11. And this is the scripture. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. It took that scripture, breathed into his spirit by the Holy Spirit alone, to produce the results that my dad pulled himself together and got on and came back and faced the church and began to minister once again. And you know what? His first sermon that January was Isaiah 58, verse 11. And he gave it as a scripture of encouragement to everybody there. It's amazing what one word can do to energize your heart, to energize your spirit. It's amazing how powerful God's word is. God's word in your mouth is as powerful as his word in his mouth. Can you say amen? amen. That's what Reinhard Bonker says. I love that statement. So God's Word is a powerful source of hope. Number two, 
God uses your challenges to even produce hope. Now, this may seem like a contradiction. It may seem like a strange connection, but it is clear from God's Word. Turn a few chapters earlier to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3 and 4. It says here, in verse 3, Romans 5, 3, it says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Maybe we could say challenges. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. <laughs> Is that what your Bible says? And so it starts off with challenges, tribulations, tough times, hard things that you and I might face. But God causes all things to work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. And He will use even the things that the enemy intended to take you out to produce hope, to grow hope in your heart. Isn't that amazing? Now, usually we wouldn't put this together and we kind of think that hope must be found in an environment of success and smooth sailing. And then you get hope and then you hang on to it in the tough times. But it seems that hope is forged in the heart, especially during tough times. Now, there is an important progression here. The progression is this. We patiently endure tough times while clinging to God's Word, and this will result in hope being produced in your heart. just want to say it again. We patiently endure these challenging times while clinging to God's Word. It produces hope in your heart. Maybe if you think back on 2009, maybe the challenges were there for you. Maybe you faced uh, a lot of uphill. In our country last year, you know how many jobs were lost? Somewhere between 750,000 to a million jobs, as I understand it, were lost in the economy. Maybe the results of the recession also affected you in some way. At the very least, maybe you had to tighten your belt. But as you think back on those challenges that you went through, is it possible that God forged some new hope in your heart? Is it possible that you've come out of that as gold and you've come forth as gold and you're shining and God has actually done a good work in your heart through what you went through? I tell you what, God specializes in giving beauty for ashes. Isn't he a wonderful God? Please say amen. He's a wonderful God. Now, number three, Jesus is our hope. This is perhaps the most important point of all. Jesus is our hope. In Romans 15, go back to 15, please. Looking at verse 12. And it says, and again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse. This is prophecy of Jesus. It comes out of Isaiah. There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him 
the Gentiles shall hope. In essence, this is saying that in Jesus Christ, you and I have hope. Do you hear that? In Jesus Christ, you and I have hope. He is our hope. He is our strength. He is our source. And if He is our source, then we need to keep looking to Him. It says in Psalms 42 verse 11, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. You know what? Sometimes you need to do what the psalmist says and you need to actually confess. You need to let the words come out of your mouth and you need to instruct yourself. And you need to say, Jesus, you are my hope. I'd actually like to ask, won't you stand for a moment? We're not over yet, please. Stand for a moment and we're going to make this confession. Jesus, you are my hope. But I'm going to ask that as you do it, maybe you raise one hand or you raise both hands and you look up to God and you make this declaration. You're saying to your soul, hope in God. You're instructing your soul to hope in God. All right, now, we're going to say it four times together. This is what we're going to say. Jesus, you are my hope. All right? And at the end of the fourth time, I think we can just give a little applause and and just celebrate that declaration. On the count of three, all right? Jesus, you are my hope. One, two, three. Jesus, you are my hope. And again, Jesus, you are my hope. Again, Jesus, you are my hope. One more time, a little louder. Jesus, you are my hope. Now let's give an applause. Jesus, you are my hope. Jesus, you are my hope. You're my shield. You're my exceedingly great reward. Now you may be seated. How about you don't stop confessing that? How about this month of January? You say that a lot. Jesus, you are my hope. Now, number four, God wants you to abound. Abound. That's the word the Bible uses. God wants you to abound in hope. It says in verse 13, Now may the God of this stuff, hope, may the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit? Is this really possible? Is this really possible, God, in the economy that we're in? Is this really possible in the stresses that are in this world today? in the vast amount of evil and wickedness that's in the world. Is this really possible, Lord, with the amount of crime that we see in this nation that we love and the corruption and so on? I believe God says it is possible. It is my word to you. It is my plan for you. And what we should do like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. God, if you say, I can abound. What does it mean to abound? It means to have plenty of hope. It means to be overflowing with hope. 
Now, you say, well, John, I, I can relate to what you said earlier about your dad. Hope is in short supply in my life. What do I do? We've already mentioned three things. One of them was fill your heart with God's Word. Another was embrace tough times because it produces hope. Another one is keep focused on Jesus because He is our source of hope. But there are another three things that you can do to increase your hope level, to fill up your hope tank. An important one, pray in the Holy Spirit. Jude 1 verse 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, I, I almost feel like in our services here, we pray a little bit too much in tongues. And I've had some people come to me and say, well, you know, John, you, you're probably chasing some people away because maybe they can't speak in tongues. And, and then in the worship, you guys are singing in tongues and you carry on forever. Well, you know what? I, I just love that. <laughs> I, I just love singing in the Spirit. I just love speaking in tongues. It's something that just bubbles out. And it's one of the ways in which your hope tank can remain filled. Another way in which your hope tank can remain filled is encourage yourself in the Lord. We see in... Um, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, you say, well, what did David do? Well, we don't actually know. That scripture doesn't specifically say. But if we look at the Psalms, and David wrote many of the Psalms, we know that David would write poetry. He would sing he would play his harp. He would do different things. I don't know what you do to encourage yourself in the Lord. Maybe it's that you put on a good CD. And a few minutes later, there's new strength in your heart. There's new hope in your heart. But do whatever works for you. But there's times when you actually have to go and encourage yourself in the Lord. Even King David had to do it. Another way to increase your level of hope is to rely on the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13 says, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the key to a hope-filled life. And what I love about this is that what is implied in the Scripture is that you don't have to generate your own hope. But God says that you can abound by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to draw to a conclusion by reading to you this scripture. I'm not going to mention the reference because you know it so well. It says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. You know what, folks? There's so much to look forward to. There is so much to look forward to. And I want to say this specifically. There's so much hope. <laughs> Can you say that with me? There's so much hope. One more time. There is so much hope. And we say, Jesus, you are, my, you are our hope. 
you are a 